0: Welcome to Talking Sports, RG. I am your host, Roger Queen, and I am with my co-host, Grant Harkness. We're so excited to break down Week 13 games today, talk about a little Thursday Night Football, some of the storylines around the NFL, and give our picks for the week. So, Grant, what do you say? Let's get started with some news from around the league.
1: Yeah, we got a few articles that we want to cover. Uh, The first one we want to cover is obviously Frank Reich being fired by the uh, Panthers and what that situation looks like for them. So we'll see where Carolina wants to go with their head coaching staff. I know someone out there made a joke of Greg Olson uh, being the next head coach for the Panthers. So we'll see what happens. But Frank Reich is no longer the head coach in Carolina. So uh, moving on to the next one, Aaron Rodgers was activated. He's in his 20-day practice window, 21-day practice window. Um, we'll see where that goes. I think he's rushing back an injury. We'll see if he's able to get on the field at least once this season before they obviously don't make the playoffs for the Jets. So um, Justin Jefferson was also activated. His practice window is open, so we'll see what he does with the Vikings. The Vikings are still kind of in that um No no man's land zone of playoffs, trying to still make a playoff position. So we'll see if Justin Jefferson can help them get into that position. Zach Ertz was released by the Cardinals as well. So we'll see if some teams have some tight end positions they're trying to fill, if they get him um, signed on their roster. And then the last one, Jonathan Taylor, is out for the Colts. He's out with a thumb injury. I think he's getting surgery on it. So Zach Moss will be leading up the Colts' backfield.
0: Yeah, I saw that you picked up Zach Moss this week in fantasy. Uh, that was a good pickup by you with Jonathan Taylor out. He has shown to be productive. And the, John, the Justin Jefferson news, you know, he, uh, he's he got another week to get back since they're on bye this week. So I'm excited to see his return and see what that does for that team. They definitely need some... Uh, momentum to try and jockey for some playoff positioning, especially with a couple big games coming up. So, alrighty. Let's talk about last night's game, the Thursday night matchup. Okay, last night, Seahawks went into Dallas. First of all, let's talk about the jerseys that Seattle was wearing because those were <laughs> sexy. Yeah,
1: those were sweet. They needed to just wear those jerseys like all the time. Full-time, baby. The green is much better than their, like, highlighter green jerseys. I hate that green that they wear. So the green they have in those ones, love it. So the green, blue, gray, like, those jerseys are sweet.
0: Yeah, those are so clean. I really liked watching the game in that, and it looked looked like everyone on social media thought so, too. Everyone was saying that they should take those as their everyday jerseys um, instead of what they're wearing now, and... Kind of agree. Yeah, the throwback looks clean, man. It does. Uh, this this game was not what everyone expected it to be, though. Dallas was a nine and a half point favorite, and they came out and didn't capitalize on their first drive. Got a field goal, and then got to cover DK Metcalf, one of the best wide receivers in the league. And uh, this was just a back and forth game. I thought Dallas was going to pull away, but got to give it to him. Instead of choking down the line, they actually held on, played some good defense. Deron Bland got that sweet interception down the stretch, and um, Dallas came out with one of their first like really impressive wins in my book uh, down the stretch. So,
1: yeah, no, I think Seattle came into this game kind of like no restrictions, like let's hit the whole playbook, let's just get stuff going and flowing because the last couple games for Seattle have just been so brutal. Like they haven't been able to get anything really going, so. I think it was like, reins are loose. Like, let's just try everything. Let's go at this defense. Let's punch them in the face first. And they did that with DK. They did that with uh, JSN a lot. Lockie was down the field. Charbonnet was getting runs. Like, they kind of tore up this Dallas defense that everybody's been talking about so highly of. And I think Dallas kind of just came into this game expecting to win. And um, when you do that in a professional league, the, the guys are still pros. They can still play and they can still hang in there. So, yeah, I mean... Dallas, congratulations. You pulled it out. You didn't choke like the Buffalo Bills do. But, yeah, much higher scoring game than expected.
0: Yeah. So, I, I definitely took the under on this one, and I got obliterated on that one. But it was a good game. Uh, it, was, it was a fun Thursday night game to watch, which was good because we've had some sleeper Thursday night games, and this one was actually really entertaining. And Seattle comes out covering the spread, but Dallas comes out with the win holding on, um, trying to get that number one seed in the NFC. So I believe that they go and play Philadelphia next week, and that's going to be real exciting.
1: Uh, Yeah, the game will be fun. We'll see how that goes because, again, if Dallas can win that game, the NFC um, number one spot for them is they're up for grabs, so we'll see.
0: Well, especially with Philly on the brink this week playing San Francisco, if San Francisco can beat them. And then Dallas goes in and beat them. We we're going to have three teams with three losses up top in the NFC, and it is going to come down to the wire on that one. So very, very interesting things to look forward to, and it'll be it'll be a fun home stretch in the NFC for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All righty. Um, and then I think that we are ready to talk about some Week 13 matchups. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, week thirteen coming down the home stretch. We have six teams on bye week this week. The Ravens, Bills, Bears, Raiders, Vikings, and Giants. So some newsworthy fantasy players gonna be missing this week from um some really good teams between the Ravens, Bills, Bears, Raiders, Vikings, and Giants. So um definitely a week to hit the waiver wire and find some guys to just plug and play and try to keep your playoff positioning. But we'll start off with the Sunday morning games. We're going to go through each game, talk about the point spread, talk about the total, um, who we like in these matchups, and then we will move on to our picks after we get through all the games. And we will save the Monday night game for our Sunday episode. Alrighty, kicking things off. We got the Los Angeles Chargers going into Foxborough to play the New England Patriots. Chargers are five and a half point favorite, and the total in this game is 40. These odds are all courtesy of the Action Network app. I pulled these up um, earlier today, and so these are the most recent numbers that I had. These lines are subject to change before kickoff. But Chargers, five and a half point favorite going into New England. New England has had an abysmal season this year. I think that this is a yeah. good right game for the Chargers, but
1: I think it's a little too too little too late. Yeah. Uh yeah, absolutely too late for the Chargers. Like they just haven't been able to capitalize in games throughout this year. Uh my first initial thought, I do not like the over in this game, so I would be going under because New England is in that position like we talked about before of just tanking. So don't expect New England to score points unless for some reason they throw in a bunch of backup guys and those guys play out their mind, but I would go with the under on this i could see the chargers getting up there scoring some points but new england is not going to keep pace so 40 does not look good for an over in this game in this matchup um and honestly five and a half chargers isn't bad but chargers have been choking this year so don't know about the spread but i'm definitely taking the under on this one
0: yeah for me a a road favorite that's More than a field goal, it's hard for me to get behind the Chargers in this matchup, especially the way that they've played down the stretch. I think that there's a lot of frustration in that locker room. And uh, I don't know if this is going to be a game that I'm really paying a lot of attention to come Sunday. But
1: that is okay. All right. This game is Detroit and New Orleans. Detroit is at New Orleans. Uh, Detroit is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Total over-under is 47. What do we think? You
0: know, there's a Detroit Lions that we have saw struggle last week on Thanksgiving against a divisional rival. I think that Dan Campbell's going to have this team fired up to go in and play just really fundamental football. I am not a big fan of the over in this game. I think that Dan Campbell is going to want to run the ball, minimize the turnovers, as that is what they have been struggling with the past few weeks is turning the ball over. So he's going to say, let's run the ball. Let's get the ball to David Montgomery and to Jameer Gibbs. And let's just take care of the football, pound it right down this defense's throat and come away with um, a small victory. And I could see this game ending on three points, Um, maybe even a little more. I just don't like the over 47, especially because I don't think Derek Carr can really get this offense moving for New Orleans.
1: Yeah. No, I don't trust their car to get offense moving, so I like the under in this game as well. 47, that's pretty high. I mean, New Orleans has a great defense. Their offense is just not there, and obviously we saw Detroit last week, with Green Bay, so nope, not a fan of the over, but uh, don't know about this spread, but I would still take Detroit to win this one, um, but you never know.
0: Yeah, Detroit's getting heavy money on this game, which is a spot that we should always be wary of. Um, They're getting Mm -hmm. 80% of the bets and 87% of the money on their spread. So far, so it'll be interesting to see closer to kickoff um, how far the public comes in on on this matchup. But Detroit we've seen inflated by public numbers this year just because they are America's team you know and America's gotten behind Dan Campbell and Jared Goff in this offense and the sweet story that Detroit's football is back and so this might be um an overinflated line like we've seen with Detroit all year so um it's hard for me to get behind Detroit in a spot like this on the road um even though they had 10 days rest and they're playing a struggling New Orleans team i think New Orleans is hungry and they know if they if they don't come out with a win here their season's pretty much over. So I'm sticking with the under. I'm not messing with a spread on this game.
1: Nope.
0: Um, But that, that brings us to our next game, uh, which is going to be Atlanta visiting the New York jets. Atlanta's a two point favorite in this game. And the total in this is very, very low. It's going to be 33 and a half. They're expecting both defenses to put on a clinic this week. So we're going to be be seeing Tim Boyle behind quarterback. I would not be surprised if he struggles quite a bit in the first half if they go to Trevor Simeon, because I think that uh, with Aaron Rodgers back, it's kind of like lighting their butts on fire a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I don't know about this game, because, again, you got two good defenses, 33-and-a-half. Man, this, is, this could just be an ugly game to watch. This could be a game of turnovers. This could be a game of maybe zero defense, and we just see a total lopsided game. Uh, I don't know. But I think I, – I mean, I like two two, and two-and-a-half-point spreads. So give me Atlanta on that spread in this one. I think Atlanta can kick a field goal and, and get past these guys. Um, Jets are not going to be able to move the ball. Just their offense has been atrocious this year. So I like that Atlanta spread.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess the only thing to me is I can't trust Desmond Ritter or Arthur Smith. So (laughs) I've gotten in a lot of trouble the past few weeks betting on this Jets team, but I actually kind of like the Jets in this spot um, at home as a two point dog. I think that being a home dog, you're going to, you're going to get some value um, with grabbing some points there. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I'll have to look at this game more come come game time. But like you said, there's a lot going on in this. Atlanta's fighting to stay at the top of the NFC South. And the Jets are just out of it. And uh, I think that they're just waiting to see if Aaron Rodgers can come back. But I think it's going to be a little too little too late, you know?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next game we got Arizona at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a five and a half point favorite. Total over unders forty one and a half. What we got?
0: You know, this is this is kind of a weird line because I think that Pittsburgh getting four hundred yards on offense last week. I think that this line is a little overinflated, and I don't think that the Cardinals are that bad. Um, one thing is teams out west flying to the east coast for early games we've seen some difficulty but arizona's getting all the money on this one right now the bets mm-hmm. are 59% in favor of arizona but the money is 78% in favor of arizona so a lot of a lot of big bettors a lot of professional bettors going after arizona um in the points early on this week action network already has this at 6 Plus six instead of plus five and a half. So that line has actually moved another point. And I don't know if Vegas okay. just thinks that they're going to have a bloodbath and um, Pittsburgh is going to cover the spread. But one thing to look out for is Pittsburgh. Their defense has won them a lot of games and their offense hasn't um, put up a ton of points. And so Arizona, a team that plays in a dome in warm weather, going into Pittsburgh where it's going to be cold, it's the first week of December. Pittsburgh is going to run the ball, man. Najee and Jalen Warren are going to have a game, and I think that this is going to be a game where they just try to pound the ball, maybe hit a couple Pat Fryermuth over the middle. But I don't think you're going to see a lot from Deontay Johnson or George Pickens this week. I think that you're going to see a lot of running the ball right down Arizona's throat, and I think that Pittsburgh is going to try to win this, and it's going to be a one-possession game. So not a big fan of the points. I do think Pittsburgh comes out with the win, and... Um, what did you say the total was on this 41 and a half, 41 and a half. So they're, I mean, they're predicting a pretty low scoring game almost, but yeah, I think Pittsburgh comes out with the win, 17 to 10.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I like Pittsburgh in this. I mean, especially if that money's on Arizona and Arizona West coast team traveling to the East coast could be cold weather in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I like this Pittsburgh, um, money line at least. Again, I don't know about the spread, but could have a pretty low scoring game. Yeah, like you said, 17 to 20, 17 to 13, something like that. Yeah.
0: So I kinda like the under in this game. There's 80% of the money's on the over so far in that game. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to go contrarian to the public on this one and um go Pittsburgh. Minus the five and a half or minus the six points and then under I do think that they're, I think that Arizona's going to have a hard time scoring. Uh, And the scores that they do get, I think that they're going to go deep to Hollywood Brown because that secondary has been a challenge for Pittsburgh. Like they've given up a lot in their secondary, but they're not giving up any rushing yards. They're not giving up anything on the line. So, yeah. Definitely like Pittsburgh in this game. Um, Let's keep moving through these games. Real quick, Uh Indianapolis playing a divisional matchup at Tennessee. Indianapolis is a one-point road favorite. Vrabel's going to have his team ready to play this Indianapolis team, and Indy is technically in the playoffs right now. But I think that this is the stretch where Indy's going to um, struggle a little bit. Minshew's going to be turning over the ball. Jonathan Taylor's gone. Zach Moss, I don't think, is going to be as successful as he was. Um There's some injuries on on indianapolis and so i think that this is going to be a fun divisional matchup i think that will levis is going to come out slinging and i actually like tennessee on the money line in this game tennessee um i'm not going to grab the point i don't think that they're going to lose by a point i'd rather just take them on the money line but i actually think this is going to be like a high scoring 27 to 20 35 to 30 type game what are you seeing here
1: yeah, I mean I, I my prisoners reaction was kinda opposite. I saw 42 and I was like, you got two great kind of run defenses and it's gonna be really heavy on can these guys both teams pass the ball well. Um Indianapolis did it last week. They were able to pass the ball extremely well, even to getting like their running backs out for screens and stuff. So I don't know. I like the under in this because it is a divisional matchup and these are two run heavy defenses. So I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna go opposite of you.
0: Interesting. This is actually gonna be in one of my picks. Um the over is, is gonna be one of my picks for the week. So um All right. It'll be kind of fun to go contrarian against you, but I just I think both of these quarterbacks are ready to just get the ball out. I don't think either quarterback is really gonna be holding the ball. And they got nothing to lose at this point, especially Will Levis and the Titans. So both secondaries yeah. I think have had their fair share of woes this year and so I actually like a lot of passing yards in this game. I think it's going to be um I think both teams are going to make several turnovers. 2 or 3 turnovers apiece. And I can see a defensive touchdown being the fluke that puts it over. So we'll see. Yep. Um I'm really I'm really strong on the overpick, though right there and uh and I'm excited. I'm going to I'm going to convince you to bet it on Sunday and you're going to you're going to thank me later. <laughs> the next game that we're going to go to is Miami with a nine and a half point spread, Miami's the favorite going into Washington initial reactions I think yeah. this I think this line's a little too big, don't you think
1: yeah, again, when we get to that like, kind of close to double digits, I mean nine point spreads we saw it last night with uh Seattle and Dallas, like those are hard spreads for teams to cover um again, I think they're betting on Miami just going out there and scoring points I mean this is a Washington secondary that is terrible. So Tyree Hill should have a heyday. Jalen Waddle should have out there. I mean, Miami's expected to score points in this game. I don't know necessarily about 49 and a half, though. I mean, that's probably getting Miami somewhere up and close to the 30s and Washington's getting into the teens somewhere. So yeah, I don't know about that spread, though. I mean, man, two point spreads, nine point spreads are hard to cover in the NFL. So both of these teams um, have struggled a little bit defensively.
0: Miami is going to want to put up points in this game, but we've got a high of 60 degrees and a low of 45 degrees on the Sunday with scattered mm. showers all day. Um, and it looks like it's going to be raining all day um, right. until 4 p.m. And this is an early game. So... I expect this to actually be kind of like a messy game and I don't see, I actually don't see an outcome where Miami covers this spread. I like Washington. Um, Their offense is going to move the ball. Their offense is going to try to get the ball downfield and Sam Howell loves to sling it. And so, yes, he might make a turnover here or there, but Miami the past few weeks, they only beat the Raiders 20 to 13 and they only beat. The Jets by like 15 points. And that was a game at, um, that the Jets just kind of threw away, you know? So, yeah. A road, a road team covering a nine and a half point spread in the NFL in kind of a weird weather game. It's going to be hard for me to be convinced to take Miami. So, I actually really like Washington in this game. I kind of like the over because I think that this could be a game that's like, 28-27 28-27 or 34-27, where uh, Miami's coming out with the win, but Washington's still putting up quite a few points on this defense. And uh, I don't think Jalen Ramsey has really made this defense much better than um, as people have said that he has. So I expect yeah. I expect Miami to give up quite a few points this week.
1: Yeah. I kind of agree with that. I mean, if it's going to be weather game, it could be messy. could be sloppy. So, yeah. And this is, our, agree on all that. this is
0: our highest point spread of the week and our highest total of the week. So, yep. I actually think that you can take advantage of both things. Take Washington, take the over. And um, I think that you're going to see um, some money coming to you this weekend. So, yeah. our last game of the morning is the – Five-game win streak, Denver Broncos going into Houston. Houston came off of a really tough divisional loss last week, right? Missing a field goal, and they're the three-point home favorites. And the total in this one's forty seven and a half. Mm
1: 47-and-a-half.
0: A lot of people are behind C.J. Stroud, (laughs) talking MVP, talking... Look at how good him and Tank Dell are playing. Are we buying this? Are we buying the Houston hype as they're playing the Denver Broncos this week, or are we, uh, are we thinking the Broncos can pull this one out?
1: Man, I mean, as a fan, I would love to see the Broncos pull this one out. Oh, for sure. Um, but, yeah, man, I I mean, with how well that the Broncos have been moving the ball and just how well Houston has been playing, my first initial thought is this over. Like, I like it because both teams have been kind of firing on all cylinders on offense. I mean, the last, like, three games, I think Denver's been averaging in the 20s. Houston's been the high 20s. Like, the over could easily go in this game if both these teams just kind of come out and uh, play how they have been in the last few weeks. So I kind of like the over in this game. Um, but, yeah, I kind of like the Denver spread because, again, three points for me, I don't like that. I like the field goal spread of two and a half or two. Um, yeah, i might take the Denver spread in this game and the over.
0: Yeah. And outside of the Miami game, Denver's played in a lot
1: of close games this year. Right.
0: So I think that getting three points on the road is actually a lot of value for the Broncos. And yes, I might be a little bit biased as a Broncos fan, but I think that this defense is playing as good as it has all year. So that being said, all right, to kick off our afternoon games, what's our next game, Grant?
1: Yeah, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 37.
0: Another divisional oh. matchup. Carolina Carolina
1: only has one win this year. Yeah, Carolina's been struggling. Obviously, Frank Reich just got fired. So, um, I haven't even seen any news like who's stepping in for head coaching for Carolina. But, yeah, I mean, divisional matchup. Tampa Bay's at home, over-under 37. Um, I think most of Carolina's games this year have been the under because they just can't move the ball on offense. So could see a under hit on this game. I mean, Tampa Bay has a great defense. They have guys on defense that can play. I mean, most of these guys that were in um past years have been still on this defense for them. So could see the under hit on this game. I kind of like the under.
0: Yeah, that's totally fair. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I am not going to choose a side or a total in this game or the Cleveland-Los Angeles Rams game because if you're watching afternoon football on Sunday, you should be watching San Francisco play Philly. So,
1: Absolutely.
0: Honestly, to preview this game, Tampa Bay needs this game for the division, and Carolina is pretty much out of it, so I think it'd be um, really dumb if Carolina won this game. But I could see Baker Mayfield coming out and um, putting up some points. Yeah, Carolina's defense is a little bit tougher, but I don't see Tampa Bay really having a problem. I don't know if they can cover the five and a half point spread. Seems a little bit big right in between a field goal and a touchdown. Um, So it's, it's a game that I'm staying away from. I really don't want to watch it. I really don't have an inkling either way. And the total is a little bit lower, but it's a divisional matchup. So yeah, nothing I really want to play with. Nope. All right. Let's save the other game. Yeah. Talk about it after. But the Rams, uh, four-point home favorite against the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns lost last week to the Denver Broncos. The Rams um, had a really good blowout win against the Cardinals, and this is going to be a really tough defense that they're facing, but Cleveland has been decimated on offense. a lot of injuries. Yeah. So um, I think that LA is going to try to put up some points on this defense, kind of like Denver did last week, and then just keep them out of the end zone.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, again, you're not watching this game, so I don't really care for either side of this this game at all. Like total spread, teams to win. We'll just see how this one plays out. I'm staying away from this one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I said, especially like if you've got fantasy players, you might keep an eye on those other two games. But yeah, what we're really talking about is the main event, the game of the year, maybe game of the decade. Um, this is a really, really important game for the NFC playoff scape, for um, San Francisco and Philly, both as a team. This is pretty much the heavyweight title for who's – Who's the best team in the NFC? And yes, Philadelphia has a two-game lead on San Francisco, but San Francisco is a three-point favorite going into Philadelphia, which means Vegas obviously thinks that the 49ers are the best team in the NFC by quite a bit. Because but, to be yeah. on the road and a three-point favorite, that's saying a lot. you know. Usually, like just being at home, you get three points, three net two and a half to three points. So Mm -hmm. Vegas is saying they think San Francisco is almost a touchdown better
1: than this Philadelphia Eagles team. Yeah. No, that's crazy. The first thought on that is, like, they're an away uh, team and they're favored. So Vegas likes this San Francisco team. I mean, I do, too, against this Philly secondary. I mean, their offensive weapons on San Francisco's side is just insane between CMC and then Kittle and Ayuk and Debo. like. Purdy's just got options. So uh, 48 might be fun over to root for because we could see some offense really click in this game. Because, um, again, Philly's kind of unstoppable, too, with their brotherly shove and Jalen Hurts running up the middle and the, their weapons as well. So I kind of want to
0: tell you, I'll also tell you, and I think that Philly's smart enough to attack it. I think that the, weak- the weakness on this 49ers defense is going to be their secondary. So yeah. – They've had some injuries in their secondary. They had their safety, Hufunga. He's out for the year. And this isn't a big DeAndre Swift spot for me. This isn't a big Kenneth Gainwell spot because their line is treacherous. And I don't think that you really want to to try and run the ball against that defensive line uh, for San Francisco. So Jalen Hurts needs to be running outside himself. Be taking um, some big carries himself, but like keeping himself safe, not taking any big hits, or get the ball out quick. Get the ball to your weapons, Devontae Smith and to um, AJ Brown in open space. Let those guys work. You know, I don't think that they need to work down the field, but there's going to be pressure coming from that line. So get Devontae Smith on some slants or some in-breaking routes and some curls and just let him work in open space. I see this as a really big spot for Devonta Smith, honestly. And I think that AJ Brown is definitely that deep threat and they might use him down the stretch, but I really think that they're going to just try to get the ball in open space because that's where this 49ers team has struggled in the past. And um, I could see this being a big Devonta Smith offensive game. So, Um, like you said, the brotherly shove is always the tish push is always a weapon that they're going to try to use down near the goal line and stuff. And Philly's playing with an extra down and they're at home. So I think that they've got their advantages going, but San Francisco just has the best position players in the NFL. Both sides of the line, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Kyle Shannon's going to come in and he's going to be, uh. He's going to be ready to put some stuff together. Like you said, I think that the over is going to be a fun fun bet to root for. And I think that the weakness on both of these teams is their secondary. And so I think that that's a very viable over to be going after, especially when you look at these two teams, you can think defensive teams, teams that are really like, powerful teams, but at the end of the day, they're going to try to push the field. They're going to try to get the ball downfield, you know? So yeah. um, I kind of like the over and look, I'm a, I'm a San Francisco truther from last year. And I thought San Francisco was the best team in the NFL last year. I think that they are still the best NFL team this year. Yeah. Unfortunately I could see them running into some hiccups and I think that Philly, with the advantages that they have between being at home, the tush-push, I mean, San Francisco flying all the way across the country to be in Philly, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I kind of like Philly in this spot. But yeah, we'll see. Um, this game is obviously important, but these two teams... Are most likely going to match up in the NFC Championship, and that'll be the real test
1: for heavyweight champions. So, yeah. Did you say who you liked in this game? Uh, no, I like San Francisco too. I mean, I like their offensive weapons. I'm a CMC fan. Like, I love that guy. That guy's a beast. So, um, i would be I'll be going for San Francisco in this game because I also want to see um how it gets interesting if Phil if Philly loses this game and then they go play Dallas the next week. So, um. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see, but I like this over. I'm going to probably take this over just because of their secondaries. Um, Passing down the field is going to be pretty open in this game.
0: Yep. It's, I think it's going to be a fun fantasy matchup to watch. I think it's going to be a fun betting matchup to watch. And I, I hope that we get a game that was as good as last week. And uh One of the other things is San Francisco had a really good week last week playing the Seahawks. They get 3 extra days rest and they played really well where Philadelphia had to grind one out and win it in overtime in bad weather. You never know how that like drags on a team, you know. So no. we might see San Francisco um come out swinging trying to knock a Knock a big haymaker into these Eagles, and that might set the tone. Otherwise, we'll kind of see, um, we'll kind of see what happens. So,
1: yeah, absolutely, this would be a fun game to watch.
0: All right, and then last game of the of the day on Sunday is going to be such a fun matchup. I'm actually so excited to talk about this matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs are going into Lambeau Field. This is going to be such a fun Sunday night game, and I know what you're thinking. Chiefs got this. I'm just gonna pose a question. Do they? <laughs> I really like I really like um Green Bay in this spot and uh and I'm excited to talk about this matchup. So
1: Yeah. No, I'm right there you with like- you. Green Bay at home and Green Bay just coming off the last beat in Detroit, so man, I, I kinda like Green Bay in this. I don't remember what the spread is. Um in this game, but whatever that spread is for Green Bay, I'd probably take that one.
0: Yeah, so Green Bay is gonna be a six point underdog at home. Oh yeah. Right. Yep. Um oh I did not put it on our call sheet. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sorry about that. I'm so sorry about that. Um let me pull up the action network right now. So it looks like the total in this game is gonna be forty two and a half and then the point spread Kansas City is a six-point favorite in this game, so a little bit less than a touchdown. But Green Bay playing at home, six-point underdog, and um, the thing that I was just checking up on is the weather in Green Bay. You never know what it's going to look like, right? So,
1: yeah,
0: I'm going to tell you this: this is going to be a fun game to watch because Sunday we got a high of 37 degrees, which is bitter cold. In- <laughs> Green Bay and a low of twenty-two. So you got the wind chill, you got um the moisture in the Midwest. This is gonna be a freezing cold game. And so don't don't be expecting Patrick Mahomes to light it up throwing the ball down the field, because that's not how this game is gonna go. And no. Isaiah Pacheco is gonna be highly utilized in this game. This is gonna be um a game that leans heavily on the run game. I kinda like AJ Dillon in this spot. AJ Dillon, a big heavy back that's gonna wanna power the football in the snow. Kind of um kind of a fun matchup to watch. So there's a fifty percent chance of snow all day. And so I'm hoping that this is kind of a a snow game.
1: Yeah, that would really be really cold.
0: And I'm expecting the Green Bay to keep it close, if not take the win. I'm going to be putting a little bit on the Green Bay money line. I'm going to be betting Green Bay in this one, and um, not really feeling a total. If I if I did bet the total, I'd probably lean over. Um, looking at a game that I'm looking and 24 to 20, 24 21, just a really a really hard game to. Um, to figure, you know, because with the weather, with the two teams, how they play, the Chiefs have an excellent defense. Green Bay's offense is just warming up. Um, A.J. Dillon was not in practice this week. Jalen Reed hasn't practiced this week either. So they might be down a weapon in Green Bay, but I'm still confident that they are going to play this team real tough. And I
1: think that it's going to be hard for the Chiefs to cover the six-point
0: spread on the road in a freezing cold game.
1: So Yeah. No, I like this Green Bay spread in this game. And I also think if Green Bay is smart, they look at last week's game, Kansas City, Las Vegas, and kind of see what was going on in the beginning parts of that game. Because I think Las Vegas had figured some things out to try to limit this offense to not their big plays, just normal offense. And that kind of screwed Kansas City up. Kansas City is an offense where it's like, every once in a while, they need that big play. They need that. Patrick Mahomes play where Chris Collinsworth is just going to talk about it the rest of the game for them to play well. So I like Green Bay in this. It's at home. It's cold. Six point underdogs. Like, give me that spread.
0: I love it. I love it. All right. You ready to get into our picks for the week? We'll do this real quick. Let's do it. And then we will um, sign off and we will see you Sunday night. So, all right. Let's do our four picks and then our lock. Do you want to start us off? Do you want to go every other?
1: Yeah, we can go every other, and I can start. Um, man, I like this over in this Denver in this Houston game, forty-seven and a half. So I think these are two offenses that have been kind of firing all cylinders the last couple of weeks. I mean, their defenses are good, but CJ Stroud is going to keep pushing the ball to Tank Dell Nico Collins. Those guys. Russ has kind of figured it out with his guys. Cortland Sutton is just an automatic touchdown. Get that guy in the end zone. So give me the over for this Denver-Houston game.
0: All righty, I like the pick. All right, my, pick, my first pick is going to be the Washington Commanders uh, plus, plus nine and a half points at home. Washington is going to be throwing the ball a lot. This Miami team, their defense isn't as good as um, – as a lot of people anticipate. And I don't think that the offense is going to be able to put up um, as many points as people think. So I'm going to be going um, against this heavy spread and give me Washington and the points at
1: home. Nice. Yeah. My next one is going to be chargers at new England. I'm going to take the under on this game. New England, I think is going to keep tanking to get Caleb Williams. Bill Belichick's a little smart. With that, as much as we hate it, but I don't see New England trying to come out in this game and score a ton of points. Um, we could also see New England's defense heat up a little bit and cause some problems for the Chargers. So I like the under in this matchup.
0: Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with you there. I just I think that's going to be a lull of a game to watch. Not going to be a lot of action going on. And if it is, it's just going to be on the Chargers side of the ball. But they haven't really shown anything to be excited about. All right. I actually think that you convinced me of this. Um, <laughs> I hate doing this. But put it on record, I am backing Arthur Smith. Give me Atlanta plus two. Or I'm sorry, Atlanta minus two points. They're a two-point favorite going into the New York Jets. I just think the Jets have been so, so bad lately. And they just they just don't even know what's
1: going on. So... Yeah. Give me a yep. minus two. Yeah. Yep. No, I like that pick. Um, yeah, I'm going to go under in this Indianapolis and this Tennessee game as well. Under 42, divisional matchup. This is one we're kind of split on, but I think these are two good run defenses that can be able to stop the run. It's going to rely on some passing. And uh, we'll see how this game pans out, but I think we're going to be under 42.
0: Yeah, I'm going to – this will be the one that I go opposite of you. So give me the over 42 on this game. And for the complete opposite reasons, I think both secondaries are struggling a little bit. I think that both teams are going to want their young quarterbacks to throw the ball a little bit. We could see a defensive touchdown or two because they're slinging the ball. And I think that Tennessee kind of wants to see what they have in Will Levis and let him get comfortable in the NFL. So give me over 42 in this game.
1: Yeah. Um, my next one is going to be, man, man. I like this over in the Pittsburgh and Arizona game. Cause Pittsburgh has got a ton of yards on offense this last week. So I think it could be a little bit of sloppy game. Um, we could see some just mistakes where guys aren't getting covered correctly and the mooth is loose. So yeah, I like the over in this Pittsburgh and Arizona game. Very interesting. I actually see a world where Pittsburgh kind of regresses
0: offensively this week. Like I said, a little bit of cold weather. Kind of coming off the high of last week. The Matt Canada firing isn't so fresh in their brain. So, I don't know. But I hope you win this bet.
1: It's one that I'm going to stay off of. So. Yep. I mean, oh, I, the rest of these games, like, I'm staying away from Detroit and New Orleans. I'm staying away from, um, me personally, I'm staying away from Miami and Washington. I just don't know about that game. Carolina Tampa Bay looks terrible. So does Cleveland at Rams. Like, it's really the only option left. So let's go with it. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: All right. My last pick, um, before we get into our lock. This one's kind of tough because I'm debating two games right now and
1: I kind of have a lean on both of these games, but I also, I don't know, it's just,
0: it's tough because when you get down to picking five games you feel good about a few of them and then there's a few that you're just teetering on, you know? So um, let's just talk this. I'm going to go with Philadelphia and the Eagles plus three. This is a team that embraces the underdog mantra. We saw them go to the Super Bowl wearing dog masks a few years ago, pretending to be the underdogs. And I think that this is a team that just wants to play sound football, not turn over the ball, do all the little things right, get every advantage that they can. And. I think that Philly is just going to minimize their mistakes and figure out a way to stay in this game and uh, keep it close and just pull it out late. So Philadelphia plus three. um, I'll probably give a little bit on the money line as well in this one. I just think being a home underdog, when you're such a good team, you've lost one time and it was to a Jets team that you just didn't play your best. I like Philly in this
1: one give me Philly plus three. I like it. I like it. So that leads us to our locks. Uh, my my lock's going to be in this game as well. I'm going to take the over in this San Francisco and this Philly game. I'm going to take that as a lock. I think we're going to get some offense moving down the field. The passing game is going to be strong in this matchup. So, yeah, I'm going to take the over 48.
0: How high would you play that one? Uh,
1: point-wise, what we're getting
0: to? Yeah, at what point would you not take the over anymore? Would it have to be 51?
1: Would it have to be? I would say more like 52 and a half. Okay. I think both these teams can get to, I think, I mean, I think both these teams can get to 24 and then we'll get a matchup of, like you're saying with, the, with your spread, like I think it's going to come down to a field goal. So one team's going to be 24, one team's going to be 27. We're going to end at about 51. Very interesting, very interesting.
0: just to kind of throw this out there i was I was trying to see if there was a line movement on this throughout the week. Um I believe that I believe that San Francisco opened up as a two and a half point favorite and moved to a three point favorite so oh. with public money coming in, I wouldn't be surprised if this moved to three and a half and if it goes to three and a half. Um, I'm going to be definitely betting a lot on Philly. Um yeah. like yeah, it moves up. That's probably that. that's probably going to be, um, that's probably going to be like one of the ones that I look at quite a bit. Uh, but my lock of the week, the game that I love the most, Green Bay plus six. Um, I'm starting to slowly become a Jordan Love fan. Starting to slowly enjoy watching this team, Romeo Dobbs. Jalen Reed, Christian Watson, it just seems like they're starting to click and they're such a young team and they just have so much in front of them. I think that this is going to be a fun little coming out party where they kick the lion's butt on Thanksgiving and then get to go back home. That crowd in a snow game is going to be fired up. It's going to be hard for Kansas City to play in Lambeau. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that Green Bay actually comes out with the win here. So um my lock is Green Bay plus six, but I think the Packers are the are the team to back this week. I like it. All righty, that wraps up our look ahead for week thirteen. We are so excited. Um we'll get those picks posted on the Instagram page. Please, please, please follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at TalkingSportsRG. Our YouTube, you can find us at RG Sports Productions, and uh, we're also on TikTok. Hopefully, rolling out a few more social media pages this coming week. But we love all the support. Please um, like, share, subscribe any way that you can, and uh, we hope that we can help you win some money and enjoy watching sports a little bit more. So um, that is all we have for this week. We will be back. Sunday night, recapping all the games before the Sunday night game and doing a Monday night look ahead for the Jacksonville Jaguars and Cincinnati Bengals games. So it's always a pleasure. Always. Let's go win some money this weekend. Let's do it. All right, before we go, <laughs> some big championship games this weekend. College. Tonight, gonna Dogs, Washington. Speed round. Who are you picking?
1: Uh, Oregon. To win or to cover the points? Yep. Nope. Oregon to win.
0: Oregon to win. Do you think that they'll cover the point spread?
1: I, what's the point spread in this one? I, I believe it's
0: nine and a half. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Vegas loves I would Oregon. I Vegas. like Oregon
1: to win because college football, it is so hard to beat a team twice. I mean, NFL teams can do it because if it's really lopsided and a pro team's really good and the other one's not, they'll beat them twice in the division. But it is really hard in college to beat a team twice. And Washington barely beat them during the season. At Washington, we're at a neutral site now. I like Oregon to win, but I don't like that spread on them. So I like Washington to cover the spread.
0: Give me Washington win, baby. <laughs> Give me Michael Penix Jr. Or I don't think he's a junior. Just is he a junior?
1: I don't anyway, know. I, maybe.
0: Give me Michael Penix, um, that big Penix energy, and that man is going to win the Pac-12 and go into the college football playoff. He is a stud. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bo Nix, he's not him. So I'll just put that on the record. <laughs> not a bit Bo Nix fan. Never done anything. And it's going to be closed down the line. You watch, Bo Nix is going to make a big turnover, and it's game over after that. So mm-hmm. um, give me Washington to win it, baby. So um, that's my pick for that one. I, I get it. Like Oregon's Oregon played better than Washington in Washington. I just think that this is an Oregon team. That's going to make way too much, way too many mistakes down the line. So anyway, rapid fire, Texas 15 point favorite against Oklahoma state. I think Texas wins. I don't know if they cover the 15. What are you thinking?
1: Uh I I like Texas but I like them to cover the spread because they just beat the heck out of these Big 12 teams. Um ro- just rolling through these guys. So I like them to cover the spread. I think Texas is going to come out with a little bit of fire under their butt um because they're going to move to the SEC, they're going to show some teams like now nah, we're legit. We can put teams on. We can put points on some teams.
0: Yeah, kiss the Big 12 goodbye in a big way. Um 60% <laughs> of the money is on Texas this week. Um 39% of the bet. So big money coming in on Texas. Georgia, five and a half point favorite against Alabama SEC Championship. This will be a fun game.
1: Um Yeah, Georgia in this one. Alabama's not.
0: Alabama's where not they it are. this year. No. Jalen
1: Milro. No, so lucky last week in the Iron Bowl. Like they shot themselves in the foot, and then congratulations, you made a incredible recess play ball to end before the recess bell rings. Like yeah. it was so lucky. So give me Georgia in this Ridiculous. one. I like the Georgia.
0: I'm with Georgia, I Georgia as can. well. I think Georgia will blow them out. I think Georgia beats them by 20-plus um, points. So I might be yeah. looking at an alternate spread on that one. And then um, last two, Michigan-Iowa. Um, actually, I don't even want to pose this question to you because Michigan's going to blow them out. So I'll pose this question to you. Do you think that if you took away Michigan's offense, so any points that Michigan's offense scores do not count? This is, a, this is a question from my dad, by the way. So, shout out to my dad. I'm going to give him credit for this one. He made a great line on this. Would you rather take Michigan, but you have to lay, or you get a half a point, but you get none of their offensive points, or do you want Iowa? So, you're pretty much hmm. betting Michigan's defense versus Iowa.
1: Michigan. Really? <laughs> I'll still take Michigan this one really yeah because i was looking earlier today too um the team totals for the halves for iowa for both halves is 0.5 0.5 vegas thinks iowa is not going to score at all so give me the michigan defense
0: by the way we have one listener in iowa that's listened to a bunch of our podcasts if that's you please Uh reach out because i'm so excited that we have a listener in iowa so i want to know who it is Uh same with the listeners in Minnesota and Colorado, please like reach out to us on social media and just say hi. So, um, and then yeah, Louisville plays Florida State in the ACC championship. Yeah. Um, Florida State, this is a tough one. Yeah. Florida least, State's yeah. a one and a half point favorite.
1: Yeah. DraftKings has it as one point right now. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I still like Florida State. They still have the guys. They obviously just don't have their QB. Um, But we did see Florida State be able to play against Florida last week and come back. I think Florida was giving them a little bit of trouble. And then Florida State kind of calmed it down at halftime and were able to move the ball well. So I like Florida State in this one. I would take the spread on Florida State.
0: Yeah. um, I don't mean this in a mean way, just in a watching sports way. Florida's hot garbage in the way that Florida State struggled against them last week, Um, a team that's not even going to be in a bowl. Um, Just did not speak to me like this is a playoff team. So I actually like Louisville in this game. Um, Florida State's got their backup quarterback playing, and, yeah, they've got some good players, but I think Louisville is going to give them a run for their money and pull out an upset in this ACC championship. And uh, my four going into the college football playoff, we're going to see Georgia-Washington. We're going to see Michigan. So, Georgia, Michigan, Georgia, Michigan, and then um, Washington and Texas. Give me my Texas hey. Longhorns sneaking their way in, baby. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah.
1: I mean, mine would obviously be – I mean, Georgia and Michigan are in there for sure, but I've got Oregon, so I think Oregon sneaks in there. Um, and I like this Florida State group, so Florida State.
0: Texas is coming, baby. We coming. All righty. Well, that wraps up our episode of Talkin' Sports. Thanks for joining us this
1: week. We will catch you on the flippity-flop. See ya. You just open up one time, we're headbanging.
0: I think that every episode we should do that, so... <laughs>
1: All right. I'll edit this. I'll send it over. Sweet. Yeah, I got to get ready. I got to leave it.